Welcome back to Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart, where two wayward souls meet to pick through the ruin in the wake of a titan not dead but sleeping, merely gorged to satisfaction on its own success. Will they find only rubble, or perhaps gems? Welcome to Hand to Heart, Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart. I'm Curly, as ever, and as ever is my co-host, Armour. Hello, it's me, I'm back. So, what, it's been like... In real time, probably about a month since you heard us talking about Soul Calibur 6, which is a pretty cool game. But this time, we're here to talk about platform fighters. Platform fighters. But first, yeah. the news. <laughs> uh, let's get our rollback minute out of the way, because yeah. everything got rollback. The cultural moment is really booming right now. Uh, they're like, yo, motherfuckers, put rollback in this. And they're like, yeah, okay. As we've been saying, nobody can leave their houses, so people have been putting rollback netcode into fighting games, so people can play games that feel like offline, online. The one that I've been playing the most is uh, Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R, the uh, the last <laughs> version of Guilty Gear XX released in just a year before Guilty Gear Exit in 2013. And uh, it's awesome. It's great. That game is a ton of fun. I'm really enjoying the uh, opportunity to play it with you know people from all over the world in connections that feel better than exerts so that's fun it's got characters that didn't make it through to the more recent versions with like weird stuff like uh, weird really weird yeah stuff. like i spent a bunch of time playing justice who is this who's a mech she has like ava colors and uh mm -hmm. she's like her, her signature move is that she can fire four missiles in like a variety of like weirdly overlapping trajectories and then nuclear missiles and then when they explode, <laughs> they explode like four times. They eat any projectiles they come into contact with. And like, basically, like when you're playing against someone who who is also like you knew, they're like, wow, I hate this. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> we're playing Guilty Gear. I, play, I played some of that with my roommate the other night. Um, and it's just kind of like, they were so experimental back in that era. Mm. Bes I mean, besides the fact that they turned it into a platform fighter. <laughs> and a, and yeah. a beat them up and then yeah. there were like a zillion versions with different things in it you had like a ver a game where like robo kai could be customized like different attributes and stuff like that mm. yeah yeah he's like a and modular like character on his uh yeah. his debut. not so much in plus r but but even just like soul bad guys uppercuts yeah <laughs> or his um i forgot what that move move is the one where he does like a punch and then there's a second follow-up one and makes an explosion oh that's tyrant rave yeah the tyrant rave that blows out your speaker yeah yeah that game is fucking and then wild. you can do a dragon install and you're sure your kid goes like three screens high yep and then you can roman cancel it and do another one <laughs> so yeah that's guilty gear uh fighting ex layer got rollback a while back now but uh you know that so it's it's officially done yeah, yeah. so if you want to play uh Play a Skullamania in in Skullmania. rollback. You can There's do some that cool now. characters in there. Yeah, including Terence Bogard. <laughs> Terence Bogard. If you want to do a Buster Wolf, you sure can. Yeah, you can do Buster Wolf and everything. Bring back Buster Wolf. <laughs> they did. They brought it back. Twenty twenty. Hell yeah. More Buster Wolf. Uh, he's in Smash. He's in uh, Fighting Ex Lair. He's in that one SNK game that I don't talk about. <laughs> the one that we nearly reviewed and was too bad, so we didn't. <laughs> He's like, no, you can't do this. <laughs> I mean, I did review it. Right, yeah. Uh, anyway, Last Blade 2 and KOF 2002 Ultimate Match also got rollback. I think 98 got rollback a while back, right? 
I don't actually know. I think people who play 98 play on Fightcade, so... Oh, you know what? That Maybe that was a bit... But yeah, Last Blade 2 and KOF got it. Yeah, yeah. And fucking... uh, the KOF uh, 2K2s, uh, that's like actually been forked back. Like it's been merged into the main branch now. Like, because... Uh, yep. XX, Guilty Gear XX's uh, rollback was a beta that just ended. In fact, it's about to end at time of recording tomorrow. Uh, but then yep. they'll bring that back into main eventually. Uh, 2K2 UMs, like, that's rollback forever now. They've fixed it and it works. It's great. And it, it is great. Yeah. A bunch of my friends had a bunch of fun playing that. So They, like, had notoriously shitty Neo Geo ports for a while. Yeah. And then they kind of brought Code Mystics in mm. as they did the console versions. And then they came back into the PC versions and they're like, yeah, we're going to fix this shit. And then after they fixed it, they're like, yeah, what if we put rollback in it also, though? And everybody's like, yeah, why don't you do that? Because, like, everybody bought those versions, but nobody fucking played them because yeah. you're not going to get a match. Yeah. And it, when you get a match, it's not going to be good. But as if to vindicate what we've been saying this whole time, during it during their respective betas, those games have had thousands of players picking them up. And these are ancient video games by now. Like, I mean, you know, technically, Axiom Core Plus R came out in, like, 2012, 2013. But that's a, an update of a game from, like, 2002. And, uh, you know, shockingly, KOF 2K2 is also from 2002. And those games had thousands of players playing them in 2020 because of rollback netcode. And Code Mystics yeah. have been saying, thanks, everyone, for saying what a great job we're doing. You know, keep saying what a great job we're doing, and maybe we'll get to do it some more. So uh, support rollback netcode in fighting games. Yeah, the, that reminds me that that Summer Showdown 5 special and then the new version of special that came out. Mm-hmm had it when they did that samurai showdown collection yeah yeah and damn old samurai showdown games have better net code <laughs> yeah right it's fucked up <laughs> than the new one God, the and they new didn't one even have just fucking online desolate. play didn't even exist back then fucking desolate trying to play samurai showdown 7 oh, God, online like the menus are just horrible anyway that's enough of that yeah, because also so tekken 7 quote unquote got rollback uh yeah, for sure Harada insists that it had rollback the entire time, and it doesn't <laughs> seem to have what we would traditionally consider rollback now, but people are saying that the netcode is fantastic, which is incredible. Tekken 7 with good netcode is something that feels too powerful to exist. Nobody will play anything yeah, else within six months. I, what, do I, what do you do with that? <laughs> now I don't have an excuse not to practice my combos. <laughs> but yeah, my, uh, you know, and like... They've changed the. They put a patch through that changed the damage and wall carry. That was, you know, maybe not as much as some people were hoping for, but basically, people are playing Tekken even more than they were before, and they're already playing it's season it quite four. a lot. Yeah, it's officially season four. They oh. put the ninja girl in it. Yeah, Kunimitsu's in it. People like her. Kunimitsu's back. I mean, they didn't fucking put back old Kunimitsu. Yeah. Like, it, it, oh, she's a mom now. She's too old to fight. I'm like, all right, bro. I mean. I'm pretty sure that, like, one or two of your characters are fucking dead women. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one mom is dead. Yeah, Kazumi is literally dead, so they could, you know, get her fucking young self. It didn't, it didn't stop you from, like, Tekken 6 or 5 or whatever, where you had to fight, like, Asuka's mom or whatever, who's dead <laughs> also. Why are there a lot of, there are a lot of dead moms in Tekken? There are, and in video games. <laughs> yeah. Particularly in Tekken. <laughs> Virtual Fighter 5 is finally on PC. If you buy Yakuza 7. <laughs> yeah! Yakuza 7, like a dragon, contains Virtua Fighter 5. So now, if you want to play a local PC tournament, you can. <laughs> you just have to go to the main menu of Yakuza 7. Woo! 
God damn it. So another Come on, thing. Sega. Another thing that oh yeah I mean I mean you know but Virtual Fighter Plus esports is coming who knows what it is but. <laughs> I don't know what, th- what does that mean they're gonna put Virtual Fighter banners on the fucking Dead or Alive t- six tournament yeah fucking M said it was gonna be a, a swivelly chair with Akira on it and I was like oh you're right <laughs> that's exactly it's be what it's gonna like be that. it's not gonna be like Puyo Puyo Champions aka Puyo Puyo esports. Yeah. Dang. I wish a, it was still called Puyo Puyo Esports. Another thing that blew up on Twitter since our last recording was uh, the whole... Because in, in addition to a uh, netcode improvement, Tekken 7 and Fighting EX Layer, that's where this sort of started, uh, got a Wi-Fi indicator that will tell you whether your opponent is playing the fighting game online on Wi-Fi connection and uh, typically give you the option to refuse the game with them based on that information. Now, this blew up because... Uh, on Twitter, someone made a very extensive post about how this was basically some kind of class violence. And, uh, you know, fighting game people, they blew up about it. And now there's this whole discourse about whether uh, people who are obsessed with Ethernet connections are old types, shackled to the Earth's gravity <laughs> by Ethernet cables. So uh, is this true? Am, am I an Ethernet old type for wanting to play uh, Ethernet games or fighting games? Yeah, you are. Fuck! <laughs> no, but I—I mean, I'll t- all right. I'll t- I'll take this bait. I'll take this. Bait. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get pulled around like a fish in Sega bass fishing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I—I I think, I—I I, I see why like people like don't want to play against Wi-Fi because honestly, playing against Wi-Fi sucks. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So you you agree with me then? <laughs> I mean, when it's good, it's fine. But like. When it's bad, it's really bad. It's just it's it's less like you don't actually need that high speed of internet. No, 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 like, it's all it's like the stability games. You need. It's just the stability. So that's always preferable. Um but it's also just like as far as the class thing, like yeah, just like legitimately, some people are completely unable to have access to that. That is you know, completely I know true. People who don't own the router or the router is owned by somebody else in their building. There's no way for them to connect to an Ethernet. Um, I know when I lived in the suburbs back there, the, you, you know, you'd have wall jacks everywhere that you could plug mm. into ethernet or DSL or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's not, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So I'm, and you know, not everybody's going to go buy a fucking 50 foot <laughs> ethernet cable to run into their roommate's room across yeah. the hallway in living room. Or, you know, some people fucking live on the second floor of a, of a house that, you know, they don't own mm-hmm. and can't attach it to. So it just—it literally is just—that's just the thing of access. Yeah. There is a there is a practicality issue to it. So like, I'm gonna skip past all of the obvious bait of saying what all of the solutions to this are, you know, because mm-hmm. there are those things, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like, realistically, those things cost money you might not have or might not apply in the situation that you are in, and so on and so on and so on. Like, I'm not gonna tell you to yeah. just solve the problem that you have. But... Like back in the day, I fucking didn't have. There was a time when I was going to. I almost said university because I fucking talked to too many British people <laughs> when I was going to college. Um, where I didn't have internet, like to download games from Steam, I would, and this is when Steam's offline mode really didn't work. So you had to be connected to the internet to go into offline oh, mode. Oh, God. So I would like have to go to Steam to like install, go to a library or my college to install Portal 2 off a disc or Hell something. Hell yeah, that rules. Or play video games in, like, class or in my free time at the library. So I'd be there, like, 
for hours after I'd already been done with classes just to use the internet and then fucking put Steam in offline mode or yeah. download all the shit I needed to. Like, I would download so much stuff I didn't need to because I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to have internet next. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, I'm going to be playing off the Wi-Fi. You think the library got an Ethernet jack for me? <laughs> so, like, the thing I was going to say is, ignoring all of these possible solutions, which may or may not be practical for you, I would say that the thing that most interests me about uh, games putting Wi-Fi indicators in is that, so obviously they're putting it in because there is the demand from the very invested players who play these games for years, for, you know, thousands of hours or whatever but they want to be able right. to decline matches that they expect to be bad so like the reason that harada pushed back on this initially was that he said that 60 percent of players or more on tekken are on wi-fi right so yep uh, and he, he said that he didn't want you know people refusing matches with wi-fi players but also that even if he did put a wi-fi indicator in people wouldn't use it that much so what i would be really interested to see is like what we what we have is a case where vastly more players of the game, in this case Tekken, play on Wi-Fi than the you know Twitter commenter b- believes. Right, a bigger fraction of them aren't uh, a big fraction of Tekken players aren't represented by those people. So I wonder, of all the people who don't play on Wi-Fi, how many of them will actually refuse matches from Wi-Fi players? Because I suspect it is not actually that many, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I I'm sort of wondering. I, I'd be interested to see the stats on what the actual cost is for the average player on Wi-Fi because the thing is that unless something is like unless something is really going wrong, Wi-Fi players shouldn't be declining matches from each other, right? That's something yep. that's something that's gone terribly wrong if that is happening. Uh, so like I do wonder if the because it's ultimately like an increase in queue time that is going to be the real problem. Yeah. And I think like for stuff like Tekken and stuff. It doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Because, like, it's the fucking most popular 3D fighter in the goddamn universe. Right. So you're always going to be able to find another match soon. Mm. But even, like, with stuff like fucking Dragon Ball Fighters on PC, I'm like, bro, nobody's playing. Nobody's playing when I'm awake. Yeah. And so, But like, that is, again, that is something there. that, like, uh, Netcode can solve, right? Is that, like, the thing is yeah. that nobody, like, people quit games because the queue times get too high for them to find matches, right? And then that drives yep. the queue times up, and then more people quit, and so on and so on. Uh, having good Netcode drives queue times down because it can pair you with people much further away. Like, you yeah, know. Yeah, with the rollback, it, like, it doesn't fucking matter if they live in another continent. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I basically what I'm saying is that, like, uh, I... I, I totally accept that I'm in a minority of weird prudes when it comes to wanting <laughs> wanting to uh, play Wi-Fi fighting. prudes. Yeah, I, I I totally accept that. You know, I'm a, I'm on the wrong side of history here, but also I think it's probably like not a huge. I, I think there's a decent chance it's not a huge deal. Yeah, if... I I don't think it's like a huge deal. I think kind of it's more like there's kind of a weird insidious attitude around fighting games where they don't think shit through. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like. Fighting games in general are very like. I think it's because the it's a, it's because the culture of fighting games definitely like has an element of like just to play the games. There's definitely an element of well, you need to reach this bar to participate, right? So just bring yourself right, up to yeah. that bar, and I think that, that it's easy for that to bleed into. We'll just get an Ethernet cable, you know? Yeah, like it's like oh, an Ethernet cable te- costs ten bucks or something, or like there you know people don't fucking think about there's more shit than that. Yeah, it's like kind of like that same mentality of like this is the bar you need to be, this is the fucking meritocracy, and you're bringing down the whole meritocracy if you're fucking right, not yeah, exactly. the minimum effort that they consider, you know? 
like i won't be able to feel good about myself <laughs> if you're playing <laughs> on bad wi-fi i'm like okay that's not that's your problem <laughs> mm. uh, i'm glad the show's not that popular <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to be getting more ads, ads on twitter that's nah, okay. Other people can just be wrong in our mentions, and we can just mute them. That's... Don't worry, we're all we're all wrong. We <laughs> play fighting games. That is so true. Everyone who plays fighting games regularly is such a fool. Thanks for listening to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's let's go real quick. We're gonna go into the armor hardware <laughs> corner because it feels like um, that's always every single time. Look, it's just we. We do these on occasion, so there's always <laughs> just enough time for me to buy some other unnecessary hardware shit I don't need. <laughs> uh, literally hours ago, I finished building a computer. <laughs> Excellent. So now you can you know, be an even more rock-solid 60 FPS on a bunch of games your computer had no problem with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm using the same graphics card, so really all that upgraded was, like, components that don't directly affect performance and then my cpu yeah i mean you know but if you're it if has you're fancy cutting, lights in it if you're cutting video like cpu is gonna pay dividends so yeah and now i can use my other computer to uh stream shit hell yeah without wasting cycles i also fucking got a korean stick like a korean lever oh like wait with no gate or or just a bat top well it's a bat they're specifically like different than japanese ones where like japanese ones use like a spring to return Mm -hmm. And the Korean ones have, like, a rubber grommet that, like, the more you push on it, the more tension it gives you. Mm, okay. So they kind of, like, actuate a little different. Um, a lot of, like, Tekken and 3D players, like, really prefer them because, like, they return to neutral really fast. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know like Tekken players who have uh, Korean sticks, but they say that they mostly just use it. Like, the, the feature that they talk about the most is the no gate on the uh, actual joystick itself. Yeah, there's like a circle gate. Yeah. Sort of. Um, but it's nice. I I really like how fast it like goes back to neutral. Because you can just like input it moves real fast. Hmm. Um I fucking been I've even been playing like Dragon Ball Fighters with it, which I don't know why I bought Dragon Ball Fighters again. I'm like, I didn't like this game. I bought this game at release. I was like, <laughs> nah, this ain't it. This ain't Marvel 3. It sure ain't, let me tell you. But then I watch a lot of Twitter videos and YouTube videos and I'm like, damn, what if I played Dragon Ball Fighters though? Yeah, I'm having a similar thing where enough of my friends are like getting into fighting games, not for the first time maybe, but like, you know, for the first time in a while. And like a lot of them are like, you know, Dragon Ball has the appeal because as good as Undernight in Birth EXE Light CLR is, it will never have Goku in it. <laughs> it will never have Goku in it. So uh... <laughs> yeah, there's like nine Gokus in Dragon Ball Fighters. Exactly. And you can get... <laughs> You can get six of them with just one DLC season plus. <laughs> you can have all Goku team versus all Goku team. No repeat Gokus. In lots of different ways. So, uh, yeah, so I, I too have gotten... And, uh, like, the thing is that, like, when I got it, I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. And a part of that was, like, some gripes with the design of the game that have persisted. But also part of that was that, like, I was just so overwhelmed coming from literally just Street Fighter V. So yeah. now that I've played a bunch of Marvel Infinite, a bunch of Skullgirls, a bunch of Guilty Gear, I'm in a much better position to understand how that game actually operates. So I was like the opposite where I was like fucking Marvel 3 player. And not like a player like I actually was competent at that game, but it was just like, wow, there's so much stuff. Mm. And in Dragon Ball Fighters, it's like... There's a oh, lot there's not less a... stuff. 
there's a lot less stuff. The worst like, part things... is when there's something that directly evokes something that is in Marvel 3, except you can just super dash through it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh shit, I can put balls all over the screen and cover up half the screen in energy orbs. Yeah, but I can just super dash through it, it doesn't matter. You can't actually control space with that. What the fuck's the point then? <laughs> Literally, what is the point? Twitter clips, mate. I can, I can, te I can teleport behind you and just go, oh, okay. But, I mean, season three, I think they're on. Um, they did a lot of good changes to it that actually, like, make it feel <laughs> more interesting to play now. And that they came out with characters like Kefla, where I'm like, Kefla is so cool, though. Damn. Kefla, Kefla is, is so pretty cool. cool. When are they going to fucking put Bulma in? When's Bulma in the game? I'm, uh, Where's I'm, Chi-Chi? I'm betraying Videl gang. I haven't bought the DLC pass with Videl in it. It's okay. I did it. I did it twice for you. Yes, that's good. <laughs> I got somebody else to buy Videl. They literally had every character except Videl. <laughs> I'm like, you hate her. I'm like, all right, I'll buy Videl for you. <laughs> when they, uh, when when the last two DLC characters of this season are Mecha Bulma and Lunch, I'll buy them. And then... No, they're going to be Goku and Goku. Shh, okay. Super it's Saiyan fun. Blue Evolved Vegeta. <laughs> Either Bulma or Lunch. It's got to be one of them. Just throw uh, me a bone game... one time. You put fucking Master Roshi in the game. Come on. <laughs> you know what? You know what game got Chi Chi in it though? Super Dragon Ball Z on the PS2, Hell which yeah. I buy. It's made from fucking ex Street Fighter devs. That's cool. I didn't know that. It's got like, it's got like a simple string based combo system, kind of mm -hmm. like a. What's that game? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most popular fighting game in the world again? Mm. <laughs> that one. <laughs> that one I don't think about a lot. <laughs> I think about Injustice way more than Mortal Kombat, weirdly enough. When's Injustice 3? Come on, When is Injustice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bought that. It's it's pretty... It feels great. It's got, like, traditional fighting game inputs and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's fun to contrast it with, like, Dragon Ball Fighters. Because it has a lot, it has a lot of like similar mechanics, but they use them in different ways. Right. Like you can do homing attacks, like the super dash style and stuff like that. Mm. But they operate differently. Um, <laughs> the comp, the, the input's definitely more complicated. Right. But then like, dang, playing eighteen and super DBZ feels so good, and she's got like all these moves that she can like do Videl style shit, where she's like doing a string and then it turns into a grab that you can't fucking tech. And she's got sweet grappling moves and fucking Mecha Frieza's in it and fucking Chi Chi's in it. And she's got the she's got that fucking Boncho fan and mm. the flying Nimbus and Powerful. I've seen a bunch Dragon Ball. of fucking combo videos with Chi Chi and Super Dragon Ball Z. So it's so good. Hell yeah. It's so good. It has the stuff that I want that Dragon Ball Fighters doesn't have. So I think that's also part of the reason. <laughs> why i'm okay more okay with dragon ball fighters because now i have like the other part where you know i have a fighting game i have a fighting game where all the women don't have to have assists mm, yeah <laughs> what's up with that dragon ball fighters it's kind of sus hey it's okay just play android 21 <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> uh... moving on <laughs> moving on 8-Bit does put it on a new arcade stick. That looks pretty hype. It does. It's like it's very pretty. Like those people uh, really know how to make a piece of hardware. God damn. If if they just added PS4 support, like yeah. it would easily be like 
replace the Quanba drone. It's such just a, for like does it quality have a of wire? life features. Does it have a USB wire? I think you I can really... connect it. You can connect it through USB C or you can use a T point four like a GHZ. We've established um, I'm much dongle. too old to use a wireless connector for an arcade stick. Yeah. But the 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 two point four is like a wireless that's not Bluetooth, so there's a lot less lag and less yeah, interference. Yeah. But it also has Bluetooth. So you can use all three of those methods. And they fucking made it easily accessible, so you can just like put normal arcade stick buttons in it if you want to upgrade. I really like that it's got the little fucking button indicators. That's really nice. It's so it's so it has tiny LEDs that tell you what the buttons are when you switch the switch from PC to Switch. Do you reckon that's why it doesn't have PS4 compat? Is because they couldn't get the rights to the like it would or it would cost too much to get the rights to the you know PlayStation button icons? I know Sony are very protective of those. Nah, I think it's just more that like they've never made an actual PlayStation Four controller. Right, sure. So they have like never tried to, like. The PC stuff, like, that's easy to add on. Mm, yeah. Because it's, like, such a sta- an easily accessible standard for that. And mm. then, like, they're just making Switch controllers because, you know, they look like Nintendo controllers. <laughs> yeah. They're making better controllers than Nintendo over here. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you can just buy an adapter. But, yeah. Also, fucking Kirby Fighters 2 came out? Yeah, I still haven't played that game. That's, like, my whole shit. I need to play that. <laughs> It's all right. They just like really like a Star Allies already had like a really solid combat system, and they just like like yeah, we're gonna make a platform fighter out of it. You remember Smash Brothers? No, it's not Smash Brothers. No, it's not. We swear it's not Smash Brothers. <laughs> Everybody's Kirby. <laughs> it's pretty good though. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. Uh, I mean, it's got health bars then, for starters, right? It's got health bars. Yep. I mean, there was already combos and shit. They've been, like, increasingly having really cool technical shit that you can do in Kirby games. Mm. And they just kind of le- leaned into it. Hell yeah. Um, and then, uh, I think the last thing, <laughs> before we move on to our main topic, is I played some fucking Tetris Effect Connected. Yo. They added multiplayer to Tetris Effect. That's so hype. First they added a story, now they added multiplayer. Well, I guess there's already multiplayer. But now they added fucking co-op raids to Tetris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like you you can play up to like three play, I think three or four players against the boss Yo. based on like different zodiac signs. And then like the boss is like doing shit in theirs and then sending garbage to you and doing various mean effects to your board like deleting parts of it or making sure you can only play in certain parts of it. Mm things like that and then what you do is you all fill this bar together by like doing line clears and then once you fill up the bar all your fucking boards combine into one big super board (laughs) (laughs) and then you do and then you do line you uh take turns placing down pieces Mm. to like send lines and then by the end it like sends lines of garbage to the boss that's hype it's pretty good also, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 is coming out, like, next month. Yo. And they added fucking <laughs> skill battle where you can, like, build up mana and shoot spells to the other players. Hmm. It's going to be good. Spoiled on Tetris. That's uh, <laughs> uh, our Tetris competitive Tetris episode coming to hand. Yeah. Hand to hand, heart to heart. I, honestly, I, I'd be for it, you know? We could, do a, we could do a Puyo Puyo episode and then a Tetris episode, you know? 
you know what's gonna happen after we get through all these other games that we said were gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, right, we got so a we long get... list of games to get through, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on to our main topic, which is yeah. Let's, speaking of games that we said were gonna happen, <laughs> yeah, Rivals of Ether and Slap City: The Future of Platform Fighters. I think so, or it's you know it's at least the exciting present of platform fighters, which uh, Smash Ultimate is. Some, it's like a you know it's like a hail mary for Super Smash Bros. Right? Like if they do another one of those and it's like that, that'll be embarrassing. Like there's I think no way they can. They'll either never no make another one. Ever do that. Yeah, they'll either never make another one, or it'll be really different. I think there's absolutely no way they do this again because if they do it again, then everybody's just gonna be like, well, this doesn't have as many characters as Ultimate. Like, people were like, people said about Smash Ultimate, oh, it's just an HD version of Smash 4, which it isn't. It really, really isn't. But, like, it really is not. they can't not feel brand same. another one the way that they branded this one. You know, the whole everyone is here thing. Like, people will be upset if they do another one. They, liter they literally said, we can't do, we're not going to do this again. This is yeah. the last time we're doing this. <laughs> so, the question then, what does it take to be a worthwhile platform fighter in a world where we have Smash Ultimate. Like, Smash Ultimate is it's where the people go, right? It's where people who have mm -hmm. never heard of competitive video games end up playing, you know, end up in the Smash FGC, right? Because they see the game that they like, they play it online in 11 frames of delay with other people who are on, you know, Wi-Fi from four rooms away. <laughs> and they're like, this fucking rules, somehow. And they're like, Fucking Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, I press my fucking. Is it my forward special? And I tackle people and they die and it consumes a feather. I'm like, yeah, this owns. So. There's that's... four players in this room and one of them is Banjo, one of them is Minecraft Steve, one of them is Joker from Persona, <laughs> and then one of them is fucking Solid Snake. Are these all Nintendo characters? No. <laughs> so you have that game, which has sold millions of copies and, you know enjoys thousands continues of to just surprise people yeah in the fucking left field picks that it puts into its roster yeah so that's got the the brunt of nintendo's you know competitive games marketing budget such as it is uh and yeah. then everyone who isn't interested in that if you uh, you know if if they're listening to people who say smash used to be better in the past now they can play high quality rollback netcode there's that word again uh, games of Super Smash Bros. Melee, a game for the Nintendo GameCube with anyone in the world at the drop of a hat with Slippy, which is uh, something that you should definitely Google. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna link to some some stuff about Slippy, which started as a way to standardize track stats and stuff. Right? Sorry, it's like standardize like a lot of things and like track stats and things. Yeah, like that. Yeah, so it was like stat tracking. So what it did was it was a way to push game states. From the GameCube, because they, you know, people wanted to play uh, high-level melee on GameCubes, but streaming from GameCubes is really fucking hard. So what they yep. would do is they would play the game on the GameCube, and then Slippy would push game states from the GameCube to a Nintendo Wii, which would then, you know, uh, like simulate the game frame by frame as it was happening, so you could then stream that, right? 
So it basically it, it, it allowed the you know purity of Smash Melee that people talk about so much on you know newer hardware, like modern pre yeah right. modern presentations, yeah, and much then, easier production than fucking trying to capture a CRT uh, output. And then the developer used that same you know frame by frame game state breakdown technology to make it playable in high quality netplay to anyone in the world on Dolphin, which is where what what people were doing before with Dolphin's you know fairly medium uh onboard net not onboard but you know netplay solution that they were using before now it's great yeah, and, and people like, love it and like playing online with dolphin before is like kind of just it's like you know it's like you do it but it's not gonna be a way you like actually practice it and stuff like that like you can practice and you get some match experience hmm. but like we're talking about a fucking game that like the techniques that <laughs> the techniques that make it competitively viable are shit that like takes that has like super small frame windows mm. to the point that people refuse to play on anything but CRTVs because yeah. like three seconds of lag like makes it impossible to play. So and there were a bunch of like hacks to like reduce the input delay and like you know make it more uh, feel like a more offline experience. And it was the the kind yeah. of thing where the online was like the way that it was before. It was being used so much and it was like because you know ultimately the way that it. The way that video games work, the way that competitive video games work, is that you can just grind more games off online than you can offline. Like you just can. Yep. And we were starting to hear murmurs of players who were coming up playing mostly online, and you know how they were going to be different from the offline grinders who had emerged before. But none of that matters anymore because the online is now really, really, really good. <laughs> yep. So uh, you're going to see a lot more people grinding online, a lot more people doing that kind of stuff. But yeah, and so, like, once you have those options, we got all the fucking melee old heads who got their great netcode over here, and then you got, oh, fucking, the people who, like, love this celebratory, like, over-ambitious, like, infinitely, <laughs> seemingly infinite game mm. with Ultimate. And it's like, okay, yeah, why are you going to play any other platform fighter? And I think a lot of people, uh, like, back, and like, this is the same shit that was happening in the GameCube days, where it'd be like, you'd see a platform fighter and be like, oh, yeah. It's fake Smash Brothers. Yeah, it's bad I'm Smash. Not, I'm not, I ain't gonna buy that shit. Yeah. Onimusha Blade Warriors, what's that? <laughs> but it got Mega Man Zero in it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Jesus. Now you're gonna go download an ISO of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right now, I'm thinking about if I should be buying a copy. The only thing stopping me is that I have to unlock that character. So we're here to tell you that not only are other platform fighters worth your time, but actually, we reckon these are more worth your time. I'm going to just think, go I, out and I, say as it. A as a competitive thing, as something that you want to, like, get into and get good at and, like, practice and, like, have be part of your routine, I think they do so much more shit that I fucking wish Smash Brothers did. <laughs> and, like, honestly, when Smash Brothers Ultimate first came out, like, it really fucking took... It really dampens my like experience with it because I was like, yeah. damn, fucking, this shit feels ancient. This game feels so far behind what people have been doing for years. Yeah, Nintendo, what are you doing? Like even people who love Smash, even people who love Smash Ultimate, will be very upfront with you about the fact that that game is missing some some real features that you know people want from people. People expect from even fighting games, which the the like the general quality of like user experience in fighting games is very low compared to like other you know genres of video game. Like we're gonna get into more about like 
the differences between these two and like how they philosophically like build off of Smash Brothers. But I just want to say right up front that damn fucking having the controls so easily remappable and customizable and like Slap City and Rivals of Ether is just like fucking Smash dropped the ball. Yeah. Like and like it also just makes different kinds of controllers way more viable. Yeah, it just it, it like it, it it accepts that people will be playing them with any kinds of controllers because these are PC games ultimately. Like they don't get to have right. the walled garden that Nintendo has, so they have to accept and up com- front. Compare that, that to like play them with weird controllers. Compare that to like fucking melee and even ultimate, where people are still playing with GameCube controllers because like the shit that they have to do is like very specific to that, and like mm. the options that they have to like you know budget a little bit don't exist. Yeah, this is like. You can fucking slap city. You can change the goddamn dead zones of everything. Yep. You can change the dead you zones. Can, you can bind up to down if you want. You can have your. You can get rid of analog entirely. Yep. So you can like you don't need to smash the stick to get a smash. There's no there's none of that like, oh did I push it hard enough to get this move or I'm gonna accidentally get another move that's gonna make me get killed. <laughs> yeah. So and like you can just like separate that out so much. Yeah, for sure. So I was gonna say like the. Basically, the takeaway, if you know, the if if you if we you heard us saying that Smash is whack and like you know your monocle popped out and you spilled your tea all over, <laughs> your, your don't worry, I understand. That's fair enough. There's there's like plenty to love about Smash. And there's plenty to love about Melee. However, if you haven't tried, if you love those games and you haven't tried Rivals of Ether or Slap City, I think you owe it to yourself to do so because these games offer like. Even if you don't end up playing these games for you know hundreds of hours or whatever, just like the perspective that these games offer you will really help your understanding of the genre of you know what the like the world is like in a post Super Smash Brothers world. Because if you only see it yeah. from the perspective of uh, the like the market consensus or the direct reaction to the market consensus, you're limiting yourself basically. Yeah, like you, it's like staring into an alternate world. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's it's so good and like, I think let's just get into it. Like, uh, the things that Rivals of Ether and like Slap City are doing is basically looking at melee and the competitive scene of Smash and platform fighters and being like, okay, what do we want to take from this? What do we want to get rid of? What do you want to change? And what's like something that's like downright integral to like mm. the play experience? And then both of them come at like different, you know, philosophical, yeah. Uh, philosophical answers to that question yeah like uh they like neither of these games is made with a uh from a perspective of like hatred or contempt for smash you know there's deep love for smash melee smash for brawl ultimate all of these games in rivals of ether and slab city but like it's impressive with respect to that they're able to generate such uh bold visions for what the games might be like you know, with a totally different uh, view on them, right? Like, yeah, like what if we took this one aspect that we really liked about Smash and we just fucking ran with it? Yeah, and what if we took like, this thing that we didn't like? You know, this thing that maybe some people uh, took, but maybe some people liked, maybe some people didn't. What if we just removed that and thought about all of the ramifications that would have for how you would design a Smash game, right? Right, and like they don't need to really have, like, by their existence, they're going to be more niche because. Uh, they don't have billions of dollars yeah. to spend on the game. Yeah, and not, and never, one never of the most profitable IPs. Yeah. Right. Um, they can't do that. So they just like, 
yeah, well, okay, we'll just let ourselves be more niche. We don't need to, like, you know, uh, play to an entirely a huge, wide audience and right. like, satisfy all these people. We can take this one thing that's really good, and we can make it the most satisfying version of that. Yeah. And both of them are, like, really compelling in that way. We were like, oh, Absolutely. shit. Let's you let's let's just start with Rivals, okay? Yeah. So like, what is Rivals currently? So Rivals of Ether is a game that is uh, very important to me, and uh, I had been waiting for like it was one of those games that sort of had just I spent a really long time waiting for it to come to Switch. Basically, I played it <laughs> in probably about 2015, and uh, mm-hmm. so Smash Four. I played like a bunch of Smash Four at this point uh, with my undergrad flatmates. Oh and, yeah, that uh, was Smash Four era. Yeah damn this and, game's been around forever yeah for real so i'd played a bunch of smash 4 but most importantly i'd watched a bunch of competitive smash 4 and like <laughs> the thing yeah. about smash 4 is that super smash brothers you know at its base level is a pretty fantastic game because it does so much you know it, like it gives you immediate access to a bunch of characters that you love uh, that you can do a bunch of cool things with maybe stuff you recognize some stuff you don't it all interacts in a crunchy satisfying way you move fast you get that real deep satisfaction of like moving to meet someone in the air and hitting them off the stage that's elegant all that stuff right however smash 4 uh was reactionary to super smash brothers brawl in specific ways that made optimal high level play of that game very static and for me dull to watch some people love that game godspeed them me not so much particularly uh grabbing a ledge in smash 4 made you invincible for a very long time also you could dodge in the air an infinite number of times uh so basically what that oh, meant, you could do that you could do that uh, jesus so fucking christ it made recovering from above very easy defensively and it made sitting on the ledge very easy defensively which meant that high level games were quite stodgy for me to watch uh and then i played rivals of ether which has no ledge at all like at all you cannot grab a ledge and climb up it in this game Instead, the sides of levels are just walls that you can jump off in the way that you can wall jump in many Super Smash Bros. games that just give you, they just reset your up special, which makes, gives recovering a totally different dynamic. Uh, mm-hmm. It means that, like, whether you, it, 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 like, it centers edge guarding, which uh, contemporary Smash games have sort of removed a little bit. Not, not like totally removed, but they've de-emphasized it, whereas it was very important in Smash Melee. Um mm-hmm. So it, it brings that back, but in a totally different way to in Smash Melee because there is no ledge to grab at all. Yeah, so it's more like, um, it's more about the approach to how you're going to the edge of the stage mm. rather than like Smash where it's just like, well, I got to grab the edge because the edge is going to fucking give me invincibility yeah. and then gives me like a bunch of options that I can use to threaten the other player when I'm coming back. Now it's just like, I jump off and then like, what angle am I going to take? How am I going to approach this? How am I going to enter here? Mm. What can I do in the air to make sure that they will fucking kick me back down there? Yeah. And so, so, and like, what it means is that like each character will have, and the number of options will vary. Some characters will have more, some will have less, but each character will have a set number of options to recover from a given position. You know, they can, they can wall jump and they can up special and they can air dodge towards the stage. Maybe they can double jump. And the order in which you do those things and the position that you do them in is like, it's a really interesting but contained subgame that your opponent can think about mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, you have like a certain amount of currency depending on what character you're playing. Right. And it's it's like how much are you going to spend and when are you going to spend it? Yeah. So another thing that I was really <laughs> bored of in Super Smash Bros. Uh, f- for Wii U and 3DS was... Uh, 
That's why people call it Smash 4. Yeah, that's why people call it Smash 4. Uh, another thing that I was really bored of in that game is that shielding was very strong. So, you know, you, you press the shoulder button, your shield comes out, you're immune to damage from attacks for a little while, shield gets smaller. Uh, if it stops covering your hurt box and you get hit by an attack, you take damage. So shielding was very good, uh, and if you want to beat your opponent's shield, the only way that you can beat it that goes all the way through the shield is grabbing. Dashing mm -hmm. into grabbing in Smash 4 was extremely strong, to the point where there were a lot of situations where it didn't make sense to use much else. Uh, so, <laughs> Oh man, playing Sonic, it was like the only thing yeah. that he had. Yeah. It's just like, his entire mix-up is run towards you and then press the A button or press the grab button. Yeah, like if you took a graph of characters who were very good in Smash 4 and characters with good dash grabs, there's a pretty strong correlation there. Yeah, they just overlap. <laughs> so, Rivals of Ether addresses this problem by having no shield and no throws. So You cannot do either, that's right. Yeah. They said, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. So this addresses the, uh, like, I think it actually might be a sort of accidental addressing, ad accidentally addressing the whole Smash 4 thing, because I don't know if, uh, I'm not actually sure what the development timeline on Rivals of Ether was, but I feel like they probably came to that decision before getting sick of competitive Smash 4. Yeah, I mean, I think they put in parry, because they replaced the shield with parry, which is just like, all right, if I press this button and you're doing a really obvious move, if you fucking hit me, you're going to be stunned forever and I get to do whatever I want. Mm. And... You know, just by putting in pairing, it's like, okay, why do I need a grab then? Yeah, right. Like, if there's no shielding, you don't need grabs. Right, because the other thing that uh, the parry system does is it reflects that, unlike Smash Melee, uh, projectiles, like, oppressive projectiles don't exist in this game. Like, your parry can still reflect projectiles like a perfect shield can in some Smash games. But, like, mm -hmm. Fox doesn't, you know, Fox doesn't have lasers that can, like, jail you on the ground if he... Uh, you know, if he cancels them properly and stuff like that. Like, projectiles just don't play that same role in this game. And it's much, uh, like, I, mu I, must, I much prefer when the projectiles behave the way that they do in this game where you have to think about, like, well, I'm launching this projectile, my opponent can reflect it and they'll probably get frames to attack me and stuff like that, but they can't just hold shield and sit there and absorb my projectiles and wait for me to commit to something else. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and the, the thing about it is that the reason that projectiles work that way in like smash and stuff is because they're a stage control thing right mm -hmm. and when you got such a fucking huge stage then like yeah you need long range stage control stuff yeah but rivals makes it so that everybody has some kind of way to control the stage to a certain degree so projectiles don't need to be as oppressive mm. and you can kind of like take that utility away or make it a little more dangerous yeah right so in addition to these big for me, like systemically big changes that like really change the way that I think about, uh, you know, the sort of smash formula, uh, rivals at the time did what I felt was really important, which was it said, you know, competitive smash is really cool. And like when people do platform fighter stuff, good, that is really cool. And it thought it was cool enough to take the time to actually explain it to me in English words. Like <laughs> Rivals of Ether had, even in 2015, and there there are more and they're better now, uh, like methodical, clear, concise tutorials that explain like what a wave dash is. Like if you've watched competitive Smash. And why the fuck you would right, want to use Why it. you would want to. That's the key, right? Is that like it tells you what it is, how you do it, why you'd want to. And like, damn, 
no other Smash game has ever done that about anything. No. Like, you, at best, you get, you leave the title screen going and you get Mario walking up and pressing all the buttons in front of Bowser and telling you what that does. And that's great. Don't get me wrong. That's a very clear, basic instruction mm-hmm. for why Super Smash Brothers is fun. But for why, you know, doing a dash cancel up smash is fun, you have to sit through, like, a YouTube video from someone who's probably not very, like, interesting explaining why that's like worth doing and having it actually like in the game six times great. longer than you need to yeah actually. exactly terrible editing you know bad voiceover all that stuff it's just a stream clip exactly sorry smash yeah, youtube oh. but rivals of ether's that's, tutorials well, are great and yeah you can you can teach it to me in 30 seconds yeah i'll get it exactly i can yeah like things like super important things like what the fuck is di yeah, right. What is the, you know, how does it work with like cool diagrams that, you know, work like, with your Like, oh, controller? yeah, I should probably be holding a specific direction when I get hit because if I'm holding one direction or the other, I'll fucking die. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, it's always very clear that, you know, that it's explaining things that will take you a very long time to get the hang of, but you can always go back. You know, it's clear that you can always you go can, back you can to... start You can actually start thinking about them because you're like, oh, this is a situation where I need to be thinking about this. Right. Rather yeah. than like, I mean, I guess I could wave dash. Why would I want to? Mm. And, you know, if if you do decide that you want to wave dash a lot, you can do that very easily rather than having to, you know, figure out what I, the... I don't even think that you need to push the buttons right after each other. No, no, you can press them at the exact same time and it will work. Yeah, you can just put... You can just push both of them at the same time and just fucking hold the direction and it'll work and it'll come out perfect every single time, mm-hmm. which is like one of the th- other things that Rivals does is like, damn, that tech that people invented for Melee... All those fucking exploits that they use as the basis of a competitive smash. What if you could do that, but your hands wouldn't explode? <laughs> yeah. What if normal people could do that? What if you didn't have a didn't need a specifically malfunctioning GameCube controller yeah, exactly. to do it consistently? What if you didn't have to consume one of the Earth's finite supplies of correctly broken GameCube controllers to play your game <laughs> without without UCF, which does exist? But the scene cannot universally agree on using, so... <laughs> what if you could use any controller that you wanted? Yeah, what if the game was designed with Instead that? Instead of arguing around <laughs> what controller is viable, because it makes it, you know, cons- too consistent. <laughs> and, further to the controls thing, you know, have you ever been one of those people who wants to turn tap jump off on your controller at your friend's place when you're playing Smash and you want to do it for your name tag? And you're like, you have to be like, can I set my controls, please? They say, yeah, sure. You type your name in. You have to go to another screen where you take up the whole screen. You have to back out of the menu. Yeah, yeah. you can't go even do it. a different oh, menu. They actually made it worse in Ultimate. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. You have to go to another, yeah. So if you've and ever they, had... It doesn't explain what any of these options mean. Nope, not at all. So yeah, are you sick of that? Because in Rivals of Ether, if you want to set your controls, you go to controls and then the little character portrait window becomes a training room for you to test like to set your controls and then test them out in you can actually feel inside your character selection yeah, while everyone else is messing around changing their colors and you know setting their names you, you can, can just do that or if you're just if you just want to try a character and be like do i want to fucking play this character yeah well you don't got to waste a whole match you can play it for like 30 yeah. seconds while everybody else is doing whatever. how do this character's smash attacks feel press button go to mini training mode boom 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 done great let's play this game amazing you can even if you want you can even spawn a little ai in there that you can barely see because the window is tiny but it's, it's you can still do it 
you can do it. Just like so much quality of life stuff. Yeah. I mean, like to be fair, this game has been in development for like what half a decade. Yeah, this game's this game's been around for a while now. Continuously. And like has been getting so much feedback and like can easily you know, it's it's been on PC and stuff, which means like you can push updates out real fast. Yeah. So I guess and, like, like try weird, you know, beta branches and stuff mm, that yeah. don't affect the main game. Yeah, we had like there, there were beta branches for like net, multiple netcode improvements. The netcode feels really good, by the way. I think we had we had pretty great games from uh, you know, when when we were playing. I don't think it is actually rollback, but it feels very good anyway. So, you know, I mean, we're playing across the continent. And yeah, and it, was it feels good. pretty good. The um. Yeah, so the thing I was going to say is uh, I sort of want to avoid... I know we have other games to get to, but uh, I, I want to avoid like just repeating myself from the uh, Killer Instinct episode. But uh, this game has a similar attitude to extremely like dense and evocative character designs. Like Another thing, another advantage that you get from condensing a game like Super Smash Bros., which has like 50-plus characters at any given time into an independently developed release, is that you're only going to have... like. Rivals of Ether started with two characters, and now it has like fourteen. It was like but fourteen? I thought it was less than that. Maybe it's twelve. I don't know, but it's it's like a small. It's not one. a lot. It's a lot less than seventy or whatever. Like, but I, they're all completely different. Ultimate has like a hundred now or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. So these characters are all just like really dense. Oh. Like yeah, Ultimate kind of looks like those fucking meme jokes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Of like <laughs> this. Is, yeah, we're going to have James Bond 007 yeah. <laughs> in fucking Smash on the roster next time. You could definitely, it's starting to look like that. You could definitely show the current Smash Ultimate roster to any given, like, 9-gag poster in 2012, and they just wouldn't believe it was real. <laughs> but yeah, there's it's way more... Fo- uh, Rivals is way more focused. The characters are very, like, very... They control... Like, we I talked about earlier, like, how they all have, like, very specific space control tools, mm. but they all use them in completely different yeah, ways. Yeah, Like, uh, I mean, we might as well just get into, like, some of our favorite characters just to give an example, but, like, yeah, like yeah. uh, Orcane. Mm. And, like, we were talking about earlier, you were talking about earlier about, like, how projectiles are way different now because they can be buried and things like that. Yeah. Well, Orcane has, like, a, a shot that they can do that, like, throws out, like, a little inky blob, mm. and then from that you can, um do several like several different moves from it yeah so it leaves a it leaves a puddle on the ground which mm-hmm. uh you when you're on it it enhances all of your smash attacks and i believe some of your specials yep. as well so <clears throat> okay you know is like a dolphin with legs so they're uh is it a dolphin i thought it was like a whale uh oh you know what it is a dolphin i just always play the whale skin uh, <laughs> i think it, it anyway uh like it has a they have a uh so like they they you know marine animal uh, their smash attacks like shoot water so the water goes further or you can like you know, and you can like uh, run along that and like cancel your dash to like slide and do it and you still get the bonus from the puddle or mm-hmm. uh, you can use your up special to teleport from anywhere on the screen to your puddle which makes recovering pretty easy if you have a puddle unless you if you don't have a puddle then you're fucking dead oh, yeah, <laughs> then you're fucked but uh, if it were me I would have a puddle. But you can also use the puddle to just trigger a mine. Yeah, yeah. You know how Isabel has that really annoying thing where she digs in Ugh. and then she can shoot a rocket from anywhere because like, you forgot it was there? Yeah, or like Snake C4 or whatever. 
Yeah. What if you could do that, but you could also just teleport there and hit them yeah. into a combo? <laughs> also, Orkane has a really fun thing where, like, at, we were talking about, you know, totally different kinds of projectiles. So Orkane also has a projectile where I think it's air special. It's like air forward? Air, yeah, either forward or, like, neutral special, where their mouth, like, opens up and they just spit out, like, a billion bubbles, which do, like, a tiny yeah. amount of little hits down. They're just, like, annoying, but they the, the damage, like, adds up. And if they move but fast enough... But it also enough, launches you away. Yeah, it, it launches you away. And if you move fast enough with the force of the bubbles, your butt gets a hitbox. You slam into <laughs> oh them my God. with the force of the bubbles. That's so good. Yeah, okay. Would it, cool. would it, let's talk about some of your favorite characters. Because this is your game. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if, yeah. So the character that I like playing the most in Rebels of Ether is Claren. The, uh, so what we would call in the business the marth function uh the marth fu- function <laughs> <laughs> that man is never gonna live that down <laughs> so uh just entered into the glossary of fighting game terms functions claren is like a cyborg ninja a cyborg like samurai dog from the future with a laser sword uh ah the hyperlight drifter right exactly pretty hyperlight drifter-esque uh so for anyone who doesn't know, Marth's thing in Super Smash Bros. is that his uh, sword attacks are stronger at the tip than at the hilt. So if you just jabs like you know poke someone with the very edge of your sword, you'll do a lot more launch. You'll do a lot more damage. Claren has this because you know any post melee game has to have a Marth, otherwise people will complain. Uh, but instead <laughs> of just doing more damage and more launch, Claren's unique thing is that her sweet spots, the tips of the sword. Uh, they freeze the opponent with plasma fire, giving you, and then do the more launch and the more damage. But like, you get this really satisfying like buzz of hit stop as they freeze, and then you get to like, you get an extra moment, like a second basically, to think about where it's going to launch them and reposition yourself for the counter attack. Oh, to like follow up and get a juggle stuff like that. And what that does is it couples with a bunch of her moves, which are like very sort of like slow, but like you know clear. Uh, like swiping angles and it makes it makes hitting them really satisfying because you get this and you get like this unique particle effect and it launches them it looks really cool she's a very cool character also and then the yeah also the other thing that marth is notorious for yeah is having a parry uh uh, yeah well it's like she has like a counter yeah yeah so in addition to the game's universal parry uh, you can also down special, and then you'll get a counter, which puts up a, uh, it like, expand. It, it does damage to the person that you countered, but it expands outward into an anti-projectile shield, which is yeah. really, really cool. <laughs> it's like a bunch because of stuff that just doesn't work inside it, and you can just hassle people. Yeah, she doesn't really have any projectiles, so that's her, like, version of stage control. Where yeah, like, okay, right, exactly. Me. This is my side of the screen. Come over here. Fuck around to find out. Mm, yeah. I thought you were going to say the other thing that Martha's famous for is chain grabbing on Final Destination, which she also does. <laughs> uh, and Claren Well, has... there's no grabs, so they solved that problem. Yeah, so Claren's neutral special is a grab. So she has one of the only grabs in the game. Uh, and... It's more like a Ganondorf grab, though. Yeah, kind of. So the idea is that uh, you grab them, and then you can choose which way you want to throw them. And basically, if you grab them and you throw them backwards towards the middle of the stage, you can set up like a, a tech chase scenario where you, you know, if you anticipate where they're going to recover to, you grab them there as well, and they can't really do anything because it happens so fast. And as long as your reader's right, you can, you know, do 80% in one go or whatever. It's very cool. <laughs> but crucially, they have to fuck up multiple times. Yeah, yeah. It's always a, yeah. It's it's like a, you know, it's a mix-up thing. 
It's fighting games. Yeah, let's make this fighting game. Let's mix it. Grappling. Yeah. So, uh, what else you got, Armor? Who else do you like in this game? I like Raster, but I did not like playing Raster online because that was the one time that like the lag was destroying me. Ah, okay. Because Raster is like say, has that same thing with the sweet spots, mm. but the sweet spots only come out in the air. Mm. Like he has to be in the air the whole time. He's like basically like a falcon. He's got goggles yeah. on. He's got like um, uh, his his whole thing he, is like combos into his air smash attacks because he can only do smash attacks in the air. Yeah, like all his air attacks are really strong. Um, and then you can throw a little whirlwind that creates like a like slipstream that you can jump and move way faster in. Mm. That's really fun, but it also just didn't fucking work online. <laughs> It was really hard. It, that was like a little too much precision for me to land online yeah. across a continent. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do also like uh, what's his name, Raster. You said Raster. You, I thought you were gonna no, talk Raster. about. I said Raster. I thought you were gonna oh, talk about Crag, Crag, Crag. The Beetle. That's yeah. it. I said why did I say Raster twice? <laughs> I mean, Raster is pretty cool to be fair. I really like Crag because he's a big beetle. He throws rocks. Yeah. But the best thing is that when you fucking do your up up B, your yeah. up special. It just creates a giant column of rocks yeah. wherever you are, Crag up no matter where you are. It's cool as shit. So you're like, you know, falling off the stage or you're miles and miles away and you're never going to make it back. You just press up special, bam, got a platform anywhere just, in the world. And you just, just hang out there. Yeah. You can wall jump off of it. You can stand on top of it. You can just, you know, you get you get back your recovery. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like, it's 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 one of those things that you would really only get in a game with far fewer characters in Smash, right? Like, if, if yeah. every game in Smash, if, if every character in Smash Ultimate was as weird as this, you would, like, nobody would like that you would game. Not, you would not, <laughs> yeah, nobody would understand how to play yeah. it. Yeah, but here you can, you know, you can dedicate the time to learning fewer but more textured matchups. It's really cool. And then, like, one of the fun things that you can do is not do that off stage, do that in stage, and be like, yeah, this is... Again, this is my fucking half of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> fucking climb this wall if you want to come fight me. And, of course... And if you do, I'm going to throw a fucking rock at you. Yeah. <laughs> and then combo you into the rock and combo the rock back into you. Yeah, Crag's a real combo monster. He can really fuck you up if you are not on, on the ball with trying to get out of those combos. It's some real good shit. And just, like, every character is like that. We're just like, okay, this stage is mine now. Yeah, I was going to say... You're just playing around each other's, like, stage controlling and altering. Like, there's no... There's gen like most of them start with um most of the stages start without like stage hazards on like you can put stage hazards on, mm. and some of them are actually still pretty fun and competitive. Yeah, but yeah. For the most part, that's not like the stage isn't such. It's not. It's important, but it's not as big a thing as it is in Smash. Like it doesn't change things so much, but that's because every fucking character is gonna make the change, the level change around them. Yeah. So. It still feels as dynamic without having to have the stage constantly do things. Oh, right. You mean like the very, like, uh, the extremely dynamic stages in Smash Ultimate or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, Smash Ultimate is just like, fucking, the whole layout can change. The background's changing while that's happening. Five different things come up on screen looking for your attention. And then one of them shoots you in the back while you're trying to fight somebody else. Yeah. There's none of that. I mean, there's none of that stuff. There's like stage hazards that can kill you. But they're generally, like, you know, telegraphed and things like mm, that. They're a bit more sedate. Even when you put them on. But it doesn't matter because, like, the stage is constantly dynamically changing. Yeah. The, As uh, opposed to, like, uh, traditional fighters where, like, yeah. you know, you're controlling the space by just, like, walking. Yeah, and, right. Where, you know, where every stage is, like, basically options. identical. 
Yeah. And this one, you're like creating the stage around you almost. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like characters like can really alter the geometry of it in a lot of different ways. Like, yeah. And it's that same thing that you were talking about. Like in Street Fighter, you control the stage by moving and, you know, representing uh, attacks that you can do get standing in a given space. Whereas in this game, a character like Sylvanos might be controlling the stage by covering one of the platforms in grass, which uh, at any time they can turn into like, you know, giant piranha Spikes. plants. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I played Claren and they're, back when, and they're leaving this grass just by walking around. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just by walking around. So it's like if you want to go chase them, well, you fucking you better have a good plan about how to go after them because otherwise they're just gonna spike you. Yeah. from anywhere. Like uh, I played Claren back when I first played this game back around 2015 time because uh, that was the character I had the most affinity for. But Sylvanus is one of the characters that has been added since then because I took a big break for various reasons, and uh, like Sylvanus, like there's so much going on with that character like they've got really cool like vine and whip normals and uh like but like they leave you know flowers around behind they can shoot seeds which special flowers grow out of and their recovery special really cool thing about them is that uh it like they they move up at like a diagonal uh but rather than you know wall jumping off the edge of the stage and then doing it again instead you burrow into the stage and emerge at a place of your choice that you can like slightly influence by uh, holding the you know staying underground for longer and moving the stick mm -hmm. and stuff like just like coolest shit in the world like the kind of stuff that you can only really get because they were like what if we didn't mean it make it so that every character had to grab a ledge to recover you know yeah just by deleting that universal mechanic it like opened up those possibility space a lot right exactly also shovel knights in this game uh, <laughs> shovel knights in every game that's like not even <laughs> When's Shovel Knight in Smash? I mean, he's kind of in Smash. Yeah, that's fucked up, right? Like, it's fucked up that fucking... If they're gonna put Minecraft Steve in Smash, they should put Shovel Knight in Smash. Like, come on. I feel like you're just obligated to put Shovel Knight in. <laughs> if you make a fighting game... What what, what fighting game isn't he in? <laughs> When's Tekken gonna get Shovel Knight? Right? Fucked up. Why aren't I fight? Hey, how come how come nobody made any fucking shovel knights online when I was playing Soul Calibur Six? That is fucked up. I would definitely expect there to be at least one shovel knight online. Everybody made rubies and two bees until two B became a fucking real character. <laughs> Where's shovel? <laughs> it's because nobody got a shovel. That is that is fucking true. So shall we then move on to Slap City? Slap City. Oh wait, yeah, we, baby. We didn't talk about like the workshop at all. Should we quickly? I mean, you know. The workshop is just going to be a, a list of funny words, oh, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, in addition right. to being so, what I consider a fantastically made, technical, you know, but entertaining... Really balanced game. They also decided they were going to put Mujin in it. Yeah. So, if you thought, damn, this game is too balanced. This game does not have enough wretched bullshit in it. This game is not completely broken. Don't worry, it is. You can go online and you can go to the Steam Workshop and you can download horrible broken shit that any old motherfucker has uploaded to Fucking Poke Floats. Yeah, Poke Floats, fucking a trillion Ronald McDonald's that will kill you by pressing the B button once, like <laughs> Ultra Instinct Ronald McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Mujin memes from the fucking late two thousands interacting. There's a whole with... genre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a whole genre of character that's just speedrunner Nintendo characters. Yep, speedrunner Nintendo Where they just characters. have the abilities of, like, broken speedruns. Like, fully accurate recreations of melee iterations of your favorite characters, but, like, really terribly drawn. 
Where, yeah, you know what? Fox and Fox and Falco look okay. Yeah. Uh, there are so th- this is the thing that I was gonna say uh, that I think is the the smartest thing about this. Like I I can see why they put uh, workshop support in this game because like you have this game which is you know it's aping uh, Nintendo right. It's aping a game where everyone's favorite small plumbers, cartoon characters, furry animals have big fist fights right. So like yep. if you say anyone in the world can add content to your game you're basically weaponizing and monetizing furry oc developers like <laughs> it's it's so clever i can't believe nobody else has thought of it you know like they fucking did it they fucking did it there are a trillion furry ocs on the workshop for this game and loads of them are really good like some of the best custom characters i've seen for this game some of them been... feel like as good as yeah. the fucking main cast some some of them i like better than the main <laughs> yeah cast. right exactly you got fucking you know like Rat. And then when I get tired and when I just want to fucking chill for a second, I just play as that sprite of Morrigan that's in every game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking Darkstalkers Morrigan versus Duff McWhalen. Versus that sprite of Sonic from Sonic Battle and Sonic Advance. <laughs> versus the frog from Flipnote Studio, but its taunt is Scatman. <laughs> God, I forgot! Oh, God! Oh! Yeah. Thoughts are like so not a thing in Rivals. Like they're there, but they don't feel like as integral. Yeah. Integral in quotes as like other platform fighters. But that one, like, oh, I was fuming. <laughs> yeah, you got real mad about Scatman. I was getting dehydrated <laughs> from the salt. You couldn't deal with it. So, yeah, oh, workshop. God. It's cool. Go online and find whatever the fuck you want because you can, and it's great. Toho. Yeah, every Toho. The Sonic's in it. Mega Man characters. Some really interesting Mega Man characters. The fucking Doc Robot from Mega Man 3. Yeah. And it just has like a million different moves for every one of its attacks. I got some. I got... They, they, got, they get wild with it. Like, if you think fucking Rivals is like a little dry, like the workshop is just like, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> every, every, here's a grocery store. Get every sauce. Yeah. And it kind of like rounds out that casual appeal that you know it's more like competitive focus kind of mm. you know yeah it, 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 it doesn't leave as much space for in like the development process because you know you only have so much money to make a video game right exactly so like while i could talk for much much longer about you know the effects that all of these things have on the design and what i love about these character sets and stuff i feel like we've talked about this game enough for now uh, and i just i just love it i think you should buy and play it i think you should buy and play both of these games because they're both fantastic so, let's talk about Slap City. Slap City! So why don't you bring us in here, if Rivals of Ether is my game. I gotta, first, I think you need to put in that Slap City theme song. Uh-huh, I will do that. It's so good. <laughs> so Slap City is a very, very weird platform fighter. That feels very familiar and, like, just what's happening all the time yeah at the same time it's basically kind of like a slapstick platformer fighter take on um crossover characters from ludosity mm. um, i'm trying to think of the things they made but they're most famous for like it'll do right and um card city knights which have this like very humorous take on like Zelda or, you know, card battling games and things like that. Mm. 
and they're like very lighthearted and cheerful. Um, but there's a couple other games that they've done and like older stuff that they kind of draw on for crossovers. Similar to like Rivals of Ether, it does not have a huge roster, but all everybody in the roster is very different. Yeah. And then kind of to talk about it, if like if Rivals is kind of the what do I like about Smash? What can I change and how can I like make this my own? Slap City is very much like, yo, what if we just made fucking melee? But we didn't forget about how melee used to be like this huge, you know, touchstone for like casual play and like Yeah, yeah. That's definitely what it feels like. To like me. Single player content, you know? And it- so it's kind of like what if we got all the tech from melee? We made it easy for normal people to do. Mm. But we didn't forget about the fucking people who used to play, like, you know, hours of just Melee doing the weird challenges yeah. or story mode. People who, like, people who didn't know that you could do smash attacks by pressing a stick and in, in the, in the A button at the same time, you know? <laughs> that was that was me for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. People were like, well, you know, how are you going to do smash like, attacks if you, you don't do have a C stick? How do you do that weird electric Pikachu thing? Yeah. And then people would be like, oh, you got to press forward and you got to press A and B at the same time, which was not true. It's true now. <laughs> now weirdly enough it's true now <laughs> ultimate lets you do it yeah yeah you come up with like arcane shit and it's like oh you just gotta push the analog stick harder yeah. because who the fuck would think of that yeah um but yeah it's got it's all it's got all the tech from it like they fucking got perfect shielding in they got light shielding in which is like what if i shielded but it was like i didn't hold the button all the way in and it made it like a lighter shield, but of course they made it fucking way easier to do. So you yeah. don't have to like barely touch the GameCube controller to get it. Mm. Um, wave dashing is in. They fucking have L canceling, which is like one of the integral melee techniques where like you hit the shield button before you hit the floor to cancel like the landing lag of attack. So you can like easily follow up lots of aerials, basically. Mm. Things like that. Um, they fucking have moonwalking, yeah. which like I did not even realize was a thing until this game. <laughs> It's just, like, basically, like, looking in one direction and then walking backwards. Mm. But they added all of that stuff in. But also, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, it's not... Ne- it doesn't feel necessary yeah, to yeah. compete or to, like, you know, have a good time in. It's just, like, oh, yeah, this is some shit I can just practice while I'm, you know, playing the game. Yeah. So, like... And having fun with it. I So, like, the things is that... So... What was I going to say? The things that have really struck me about Slap City is how successful they have been at preserving the things that, you know, melee grognards complain that uh, new Smash games don't have while still preserving, like you say, that, like, the vibe of the Smash as party game, right? Like, yep. I, I'll, I'll defend that uh, Rivals of Ether is still a fun game to play with people who aren't serious about competing, but it's hard to argue that Slap City isn't better for that, right? Yeah, the thing with Slap City is, like, no matter if I'm winning or losing, I'm fucking laughing my head off. Yeah, right, exactly. Because like, the animations are so funny, the situations are so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it really is slapstick. Hmm. Like, w- when you die, just like, even just like the sound effect of you getting sent to the stars, like, Ooh. Yeah, when like a fucking giant <laughs> muscular chicken throws a dumbbell at you and it kills you off the top, you're like, yeah, okay, that was pretty funny. <laughs> like, okay, I fucking... I don't feel like I deserved that, but it was pretty. Fu- it was pretty fucking funny. That guy makes car noises. Yeah, yeah, with his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and so like the other thing I was gonna say is, uh, playing it is like, 
like if you if you sort of like have played smash and thought about smash a lot and like you know maybe like me you've played a game like rivals of ether and it's made you reconsider the things that smash could be uh, and isn't doing and stuff like that uh slap city is like going in some totally different directions with it slap city has like thrown out a lot of its preconceptions about what a platform fighter has to be and it's really mm-hmm. really effective like uh the the office stage that we uh, talk about so much uh, with each other. It's just <laughs> it's like, so good. like it has, it's, it's, like, it's like a little office. Yeah. The top floor, there's like a board meeting where they have like hilarious things on the board. And there's like a skylight that you can get knocked out of. Right. But the thing about um, it that always strikes me is that the kill zone out the top of the skylight is, t- is like really close. Like if the, if they go out the top yeah. of that window, they're just dead. And like, it's actually weird to me that Smash hasn't tried something like that sooner. You know, like it has similar things, but it doesn't really it have. It has like really bad Mario stage where like you, if you like walk one centimeter outside of the stage, you die immediately. Right. Yeah. It's not funny. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not really fun. Or if it is fun. It just feels like, it just is like, huh? If it is fun. Because you like. Yeah, it's mostly like. Like basically, what I smash the way that Smash Ultimate, in particular, I guess, we'll just use that specific example, is innovating in the ways that stages are designed. Is it's mostly to recreate, sometimes very effectively, the feel and vibe of the games that it's showing you, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's the one where you're doing New Super Mario Bros. and it's a desert Mario Bros. level, and you walk to the right, and you have to walk to the right. It auto scrolls. If you go too far to the left, you die, and that's cool. But it's surprising to me that there are so few innovations in terms of what a Smash stage can be like, rather than the things that a Smash stage can communicate to you about other games. And Slap City does mm-hmm. a bunch of this stuff. Like it has that skylight that kills you. That same level has like a laser trap at the bottom that is on some of the time and off some <laughs> of the turns time. turns on. <laughs> yeah. There's traffic outside that will juggle you a bit, you know. Yeah. On the, le- on the left side, there's just fucking traffic. And on the right side, there's that window. Like specifically like you go up the stairs and the window's right there so if you're like standing too high on the stairs people are like fucking kicking you yeah kicking you in the like ass up against the ceiling and then bouncing you out the window yeah and it's just like oh yeah you got a tech because you were gonna shoot around like once you get to high percentages you shoot around like a fucking pinball Mm. and then you just gotta make sure that you're hitting that that shield button as soon as you hit the wall otherwise you're just gonna bounce around for six seconds yeah yeah and then there's this like another stage that's just a tiny fucking platform in the middle that's barely big enough for two people to be on mm, yeah that's the one so i was constantly just it's like it's yeah you're just like constantly jumping in the air trying not to land on that platform because anything could be happening there yeah like uh i that i i feel like that must have been added since the last time i played it because when i saw it i just made a fucking very loud noise because at the, like not only is it a platform that's barely big enough for both of you but also we were playing the mirror of a character who has an explosive trap so basically as soon as one of us got the stage <laughs> they would the other person would never ever get it back <laughs> it was just yeah i was just like don't stand on this half of the stage anymore yeah or you're dead yeah and it's just a oh, bunch it's of just stuff so like funny that. it's so cool i think like some of the and as far as like the tech stuff that they actually adds like because similar to rivals they separate the smash button from like how hard you're pushing the stick mm. and add like just like yeah there's a strong attack button there's a weak attack button there's a strong attack button you don't have to do tilts anymore like you don't have to tilt the controller to get a specific move yeah um that you can just do that in the air now and everybody has a, like an air strong that usually they can charge up and it does so much fucking damage mm. 
like you were alluding to earlier there's that fucking fish fish chicken thing <laughs> fish chicken buff man he just like has all his moves are just like workout moves yeah yeah but if you hold it in the air you just like keep floating for several seconds as you charge up a dumbbell and then just can throw it and ricochet it across the stage um there's it'll do from like it'll do hmm. um who gets like a raft and she can charge it up in the air and then smack you with the raft but also crucially you can there's a new mechanic called clutch yeah clutch is a really it's, interesting thing actually it's like a way to reverse momentum and also like make some of the tech of you know smash melee easier it does like a whole bunch of things it's like really weird when you start you're like why the fuck would i press this button but then like you realize like for instance that while you're charging a, a strong attack in the air and floating up there you can hit the clutch button and it's going to reverse your direction and then you can catch people off guard like that because they're like oh you passed past me i'm like no I'm, no motherfucker i'm gonna turn around and hit you yeah and then just like really it's like basically like and like the b reverse and smash where you like hit a direction like with certain timing on like certain moves like say captain falcon's you know falcon punch to like reverse that direction but like you just push a button now it's easy hmm. or you can do it to like add push block to your shield um you can do it instead of uh shielding for a lot of like the tech for like wave dashing and um l canceling and stuff like that so you don't accidentally get a shield if you mess up <laughs> yeah yeah and things like that yeah and it just like creates like some really nasty mind games. Mm. <laughs> really, really fun. Yeah, like characters that like you know, you, you, everybody has like uh, used a smash move that you know lurches them, lurches them really far forward, and like you know you can get really like long hits with it. And then that becomes part of a bluffing game with clutch now because like you know, am I gonna let this run all the way out? Am I gonna let it run all the way out and then swap momentum? Am I gonna let it run half the way out and swap momentum and end up in a totally different place? You know that kind of thing. It's really cool. Yeah, and also it does have it also has pocket floats. <laughs> yeah, but it's also Meverse. It's also Meverse. It's called the whiteboard, and it's just like obviously like stuff from the whiteboard at their fucking studio yeah, or something, yeah. and it's just like full of gags. There's like one where like a snake that looks like it would pop out of like one of those snake in a can pops up, and it just like vibrates super fast mm. and if you land on it you're just vibrating with it and when you jump it launches you a million miles a second off the screen yeah or just creates like walls at the end and just, there's so many v silly visual gags like the fish can fucking does a trust fall mm. as one of his smashes yeah, or yeah. he'll like grab you and he'll like blow you away and go like a feather mm. <laughs> or I get like I guess we can just start talking about the characters now because like they're so weird. They are so weird. They're so fucking like all of them are from like comedy games, so they kind of all lend themselves to it. Yeah, yeah. They like the gags are so weird. There's a character called fucking Business Casual. Business man. Casual Man. Yeah. What does his name he change like... to when he goes all old timey? Besiege Castle Besieged Man. Besiege Castle Man. <laughs> fucking hell. That's so good. That's the alternate costumes are so good. So he's like, he looks like fucking. If one of the worms from Worms was wearing a fucking, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does actually. <laughs> suspenders and trousers. <laughs> I hate it. I hate how he looks. <laughs> I really despise <laughs> it. But he's all just like corporate speak. <laughs> yeah. 
and like um yeah he's like his one of his mechanics he like says a corporate buzz phrase and like gets money and then he spit <laughs> he cashes that he literally cashes out yeah, to we, attack you when you when you do smash attacks in certain smash attacks yeah you spend the money and like the specific attacks have specific costs so the whole time you're trying to hit people with things like qr codes that get you more money as you hit them and the qr codes work yeah i mean you if know. you pause the game and look in there they like actually link to websites um what are a couple other favorites i know you had a couple in there yeah so uh, my favorite is princess remedy because you know i play the cute girl in the fighting game that's how it is uh but like so playing her is like exactly the kind of annoying that i want to be in a platform fighter because she has like fast strong aerial attacks basically so like you can mm-hmm. just you, you can just short hop and do a big move that hits lots of times and really annoy your opponent and then to like so what you do is you, you you know you move fast and in the air and like she can also like fly like um i don't know what smash character can fly like she can maybe none but she can like do a little fly it's like, cancel it's as like well. peach if she had like yeah yeah if you could to- also do a little bit of air vertical control. motion on that yeah so she can yeah. so what you do is you make it like a living hell for your opponent to be like within your range of your aerials and they try and run away again and then you just throw potions at them forever and they're like you know it's a, it's a powerful projectile with like a really like sort of sticky ponderous arc uh that your opponent has to you know think about whether it's going to hit them or not as they so try and get fucking in. annoying <laughs> yeah and then you can leave an explosive trap on the stage so that your opponent uh like you know always has to be thinking once, about whether yeah. they're once again they have to deal with that too yeah they have to be they have to be thinking about whether you're about to slap them into it and combo them for a huge launch that kind of thing and also you can fucking reverse the throw the throw yeah yeah you can do like weird movement shit by uh reversing your potion throw so very very cool and then character. if that wasn't enough she also just has like regular pills that she can shoot really fast yeah she can build up your percentage real quick with that like if if, if your opponent just gives in and does nothing well you can make them pay for that too <laughs> so annoying and then her air strong is this fucking like oh yeah guns, laser beam a fucking ray gun blast you can just charge and goes pew shoots out instantly covers like i don't know three or four character lengths and then does so much damage yeah, like and if they let you charge it too long they're dead yeah pretty much that's it you're good you're gone goodbye and because this is like slap city and they like wanted to bring back all the like tiny tech stuff like you can jump like one inch into the air and do it yeah short hop air strong baby the short hop is super strong in this game yeah it's real low um i think one of my favorite characters is the one um mirror character oh yeah 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 She's not really a clone character. No, she's definitely more of an evil Ryu than a, uh, you know, Ryu too. <laughs> than a violent Ken. <laughs> <laughs> more evil Ryu than violent Ken. <laughs> Her name's Frolin, and she's like this cute curly girl. I just got like... that. Huh? Just like Fraulein, like German for yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Frolin. But she's also always frowning and crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, "Yeah, what if you had? What if that damage, that big damage that you were doing as remedy? What if it was bigger? Yeah. But what if it was bigger? So she has like, <laughs> ri- so she's sort of like little Mac almost. She has like, you know, very powerful attacks that do like a bunch of launch, but they have ammo that you need to like manually reload. Yeah, you have three pills that you have to manually reload, and she like 
does like a finger gun reload animation yeah. and pills come out like she's ejecting the shells it's so good That's cool and then she can like do like a super strong uppercut or she can get a giant pill that basically does falcon punch damage yeah it's uh, pretty crunchy and then on top of like similar tools to remedy and controlling the stage yeah and because they come from the the same game in which Princess Remedy can... I think Princess Remedy can, like, marry yeah, any NPC, any NPC in, that, in the game. That game right? I think it's her down throw. Her up, yeah, it's a down throw. Uh, she grabs you, she throws you down, like, proposes to you with, like, a little ring, and it launches you. <laughs> but also, if they have a unique uh, grab between the two of them, where if you grab the other one and you taunt, they'll kiss. Yeah, it's awesome. And they have a unique win animation with each other, where they'll hold each other in their arms. When will, when will Smash Ultimate have actual lesbians no. huh huh when when's when's le when's lesbians in smash <laughs> <laughs> fighters fast <Pass> three <laughs> they added the lesbians the lesbian dlc yeah this dlc is just all make out throws <laughs> mechanically identical but it's a little kiss yeah it makes a little hearts come out yeah it's yeah they, those are those are good but i think we need to talk about the queen of explosions yeah so my other favorite character in this game is the queen of explosions who is exactly what she sounds like she's a she also <laughs> she has like an alt costume where she goes from this you know like sort of gaia like mother earth like figure to just like some kind of hell demon general thing with like a huge metal helmet on her face and you know real which mad max look yeah exactly mask. which goes really well with the fact that she like skates around on like lakes of fire and stuff uh yeah if you do her like forward smash she like skates or skates around leaves a trail of fire and when you let go of it explodes yeah so that's like a, that's a and cool if you thing, reverse right? it, she shoots out in the other direction. Even like yeah, she goes so it seems like even that's really easy to kill yourself with. <laughs> Half the time, I get myself killed when yeah. I try to reverse it. Yeah, so like that's a really cool thing, right? That's a, a kind of thing that within the framework of Super Smash Brothers, you wouldn't really imagine that like her her like forward smash has like an inbuilt full screen dash that goes as long as you want it to. Like you can charge that for as long as you want. Well, maybe there is a functional limit to how long you can charge it, but I always yeah. The limit is you go yeah, off you the, get stage to the edge and of the die. screen. <laughs> yeah she's so cool like so like opposite to princess remedy who does the thing i want to do of moving really fast and attacking really quickly she has uh this thing where you know because her attacks are all fucking huge explosions um she can like like all of her attacks are like these again these like big sticky high friction arcs so that like when you nail somebody with them and it's like in this game with, with this system like with the clutch system with like various reversing systems it's pretty easy to do so like you get to feel really smart of having nailed someone with this like uh big slow crunchy attack but with more tools to do it with it's really cool she's got a fucking dive kick. yeah she's got a dive kick that you can start she off has a real ass dive you, kick. you can short hop dive kick and it's like you just fucking pelt them into I was the just ground like <laughs> dive kick dashing the whole stage yeah. <laughs> also she's ganondorf she has the uh, she she has the shadow ganon uh fireball bounce thing from ocarina of time oh yeah you can throw you can throw a fireball that you can kick to bounce around the stage and there's also an explosion attack that you can do that reverses its direction mm. if you hit it and fucking up up special is so good <laughs> yeah it's like she goes rather than just like recovering she, straight up and then free falling she goes up and then down again and she goes she grabs a fucking earth yeah and she goes up in the air and slams the earth into you and it detonates. Hmm. 
so good. Yeah, she's so cool. And what, so what was the name of that other character that you played with the fucking filthy, uh, clutchable Airstrong? Oh! <laughs> Jenny Cat. Ah, yeah. I think she's called something else. But I always play the alternate skin. Mm. But she's like... Well... She's like wearing like cat pajamas. <laughs> In the version I play, she has like a little... It looks like a happy mask salesman mask. <laughs> and her whole thing is that she does like skateboard tricks and throws boomerangs. Yeah. It's so good. So you can do a whole bunch of like boomerang attacks to like deny the stage and they have like different arcs and like even her up smash is like a boomerang that like does a surprising amount of damage yeah. and can be charged up to go like really far. And it hits like a bunch of times. It covers so much of the vertical screen. And then, like, her down B and, like, her down A and, like, a whole bunch of other moves, she just, like, gets on a skateboard and does tricks. Yeah. She, like, her recovery is fucking doing a kickflip. <laughs> or you could do, like, ride your skateboard into somebody and then launch them up and then follow up with a whole bunch of other things. But her really good move is her air strong. <sighs> she charges up two boomerangs and then slams down really fast, like your fucking Kirby turning into a stone. But you can reverse it in the air while you're charging it, of course. Mm. So I would catch people so many times by just going past them and then reversing, going in the other direction and making them think they're safe. Yep, I got killed by that down lots instantly. and lots of times. It's like, no, no matter how many times I do it on a person, it never stops working. And that's how you know you have made a good video game. When like a move just feels good to do, as good to do the thousandth time as the first. Yeah, I've played like so many hours of this game and like every single fucking time I play it, I'm just like, damn, Slap City is so good. It's so funny. Yeah. Huge and fan. I think, a, I think, a, and we haven't really talked about like single player stuff, but Slap City legit has a story mode with really? like platforming challenges. I didn't know that. There's like straight up platforming stages and fucking dialogue between stages and each character has their own story mode. I don't know if the stages are different. It might be like a... Because I haven't played through more than like the intro stage, which seems to be the same with all the characters. Um, it might be like a Smash Adventure mode, Smash Melee Adventure mode kind of situation. But they all have like unique dialogue and stories and stuff. Hmm. And then just like, there are other modes like fucking you can play volleyball or whatever. <laughs> if you really want to. Like the casual stuff is there. Which is not something that, like, I think that's one of the things that Rivals is kind of missing. Like, there's so much to do in multiplayer. Mm. But, like, if you play by yourself, it's like, okay, I can I mean, do I didn't mode. get too far into it, but the, uh, the like, story mode and abyss mode seem pretty textured. I, I like abyss mode. I did not really like the story okay, mode. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I find it was kind of, like, too straightforward. Yeah, and yeah, that's fair. Abyss mode, you kind of get, like, can build up points to like change the attributes of your character yeah i really love stuff like that like custom like it, you know that much has been made of uh custom moves in smash basically being like Dang. you know because f quite reasonably like some of them are just totally broken so like you probably couldn't implement yeah. them competitively I mean, but it means that then there's this whole system that most of the people i really do i really wish i had that fucking different up b <laughs> that custom up b for mega man yeah. <laughs> because between his his up air tornado and like that custom up you would just fly off the screen it was so easy yeah and like but i, I guess like i think that uh a 
potentially cooperative, like, you know, uh, versus AI mode is a really good place for that kind of thing. Because like being able to design like these alternate or modified kits for your characters is a really cool thing, I think. And there is a bunch of games that do that really well. And it's good for there to be a place to have that. Because I guess like, you know, the thing is that the single player offerings in Smash, not very good. <laughs> so like... I, I don't know. They've been... I, I kind of disagree on that really? one. Really? You like World of Light? Yeah, I like World of Light. Ooh. I like Classic Mode better. Classic Mode, no. Classic Mode, I, I can't I can't fault. I think Classic an, Mode is really In Ultimate, they change Classic Mode for character. Yeah, that's cool. Like, the fighting game characters, they fucking have stamina battles every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. I like, um... No, World of Light is okay. I like, uh... I do like some of the Spirit Board challenges. Yeah, I, yeah. And... Just because they kind of bring back that challenge. I like the event modes when they had them before. Yeah. Um, and I really like All-Star Battle, which is like, you remember the arena and Kirby? No, nobody remembers the arena and Kirby. <laughs> and Kirby Superstar, like, they made you fight all the bosses and you only had, like, a certain amount of maximum tomatoes that you could use to get through all of them. And they kind of just do that. Except, like, it's the Smash cast, so it's <laughs> yeah. frighteningly huge. Um. I like that, and then there was some other stuff. It's more like I think melee actually had a lot of that good stuff. Yeah, melee melee is actually a really good one. Like the you know classic mode in melee is like really textured. I think probably still even more textured than classic mode in ultimate. And yeah, uh, the target test target Competitive. test is really good. Like the multi man yeah. smashes, which are still around. But... Home run contest. Yeah, and that stuff is all still there. Yeah. But yeah, I think competitive melee kind of like made people forget how much of that stuff was in there like that was a game you could just play by yourself mm. for fucking 200 hours yeah and collect all the figurines or whatever and smash 4 was that too smash 4 smash ultimate is less of that just because you know they had to put all the rest of the stuff in there but i think like legitimately slap city has like a real fun casual experience that it's kind of like easy to get up and pick up and play um it tells you what the fucking <laughs> this game has an actual tutorial yeah <laughs> that lets you do um and like i'm not sure if it fully explains this tech i know there's like a little i think they recently added since they went 1.0 they recently added like some um details per character and stuff like that that you can look through it in the menu mm. but having like you know single player and alternate options in addition to like a game that's just like it's so funny like i can't i never i'm i never leave salty no matter how many um matches i've lost it doesn't matter yeah. it really doesn't matter it like kind of nails that part of smash where it's just like no matter how intense the match gets it always feels low stakes yeah like, right even when you're playing really hard it's it's just a chill game the vibe is you know it's just hard it's really it's really friendly yeah yeah it's like one of the friendliest fighting games. It's like it really means when they say friendlies, they mean friendlies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like people joke about uh, Smash players saying friendlies instead of casuals and like, you know, other various um, <laughs> cute terms they have for, you know, I don't I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't think Spacey's is that much weirder than fucking footsies. <laughs> if you really think about it. Yeah. But yeah, they, they put the friendlies in platform fighters. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good place to, pretty a pretty good you know note to call it on. I think. 
yeah i think i mean let's to wrap up let's just kind of like review like kind of like why like why you'd play each yeah let's tie let's tie them together like you know what what yeah are these games the future of platform fighters both of them are compliments i think yeah absolutely like there were other platform fighters that i wanted to play but i think like these two specifically like very much take melee and run with it yeah it's a really good like and like I didn't, I'm not going to get in my feelings on Melee, because it's going to another hour to the podcast. Yeah, that will destroy the podcast. <laughs> Just suffice it to say that I feel like a lot of the community and the stuff built around it, like, while it made Melee big and made things a lot more interesting in terms of, like, competitive stuff, it also kind of, like, really took the shine off of, like, its casual appeal and um, kind of, like, uh, Melee specifically kind of, like, baked in a lot of the really annoying technical stuff and uh honestly archaic (laughs) feeling aspects Mm. of competition into it and i feel like these kind of both provide like alternate visions of how you can kind of maintain that same kind of spirit but do like a lot of interesting things with them and like iterate on them yeah totally and like in the wake of you know because like we're not re- like we're only just starting to see really like like you say like rivals of ether is now a sort of fairly old game right like five years or more yeah uh, but mm-hmm. like we're only really starting to see what like long-term sustainable visions for post smash platform fighters with broad appeal can be right so like mm-hmm. it's it's really cool that we have these two games with such bold differing perspectives on you know what the future of platform fighters can be you know there are others out there yeah. for sure but like certainly as far as we're concerned these are the games that you should really be paying attention to if you want to see what the world after smash brothers looks like yeah like smash brothers mainly feels like the template for these games but these both feel like something that expand the palette right like they're using the same tubes of paint but they're mixing them in different ways yeah yeah and, and choosing to use them in different ways and like it's going to be interesting to see like I think legit these are the standards for <laughs> platform fighters going forward. And I'd love to see like what people run with because like I think there's some like really legitimately interesting spaces that this can go on and like these really Slap City in particular just kind of be like, "Oh, okay, I fucking understand why people like why they like watching and playing fucking Smash Melee." Mm. I got it. Yeah. The tech is the tech is cool when it's divorced from like you know, kind of the baggage. <laughs> And I think, like, seeing those and, like, a broader vision like you talked about, like, it's going to be interesting in a couple years, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, like, like uh, Rivals really does the competitive stuff really well. Mm. It really, you know, <laughs> it really um gives you, like, an argument for, like, why stuff doesn't need to, like, be so stringently stuck in the old ways yeah and then like weirdly slap city like the more on its face casual <laughs> appealing one like uh gives the opposite of like how you can evolve that old stuff right yeah yeah for sure and make it interesting for like new people i mean you know i i, I would be i think it would be uh incorrect to say that like uh rivals like because the thing is that w- w- the things that rivals of ether changes it also like this is the, the stuff that i sort of pushed into the first half of the episode because we were you know running on on time but like the 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 things that rivals of ether changes about the way that the whole game evolves because of the way 
you know, because of the things that they've yeah. quote unquote simplified or the things that they've added entirely is like mm. massive. Like that game is unbelievably aggressive even compared to Smash Melee just because of the way that parries work, because of the yeah. way that like the combo system works. Like they've taken a bunch of stuff uh, from more traditional 2D games, like cancelling moves into each other and that kind of thing. Sometimes for baiting yeah, parries, rivals feels for combos, kind of that like kind of Rivals feels like kind of something that's addressing um, Smash as a whole, mm, right? Yeah. Like the whole franchise and scene. And then uh, Slap City is a little smaller where it's like more like addressing the little melee right, stuff. Right, yeah, for sure. The melee specific stuff. But they, but, but because of that, they kind of both really complement each other well. Like, Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to play one over the other. I'm going to play one when I'm in a certain mood when I yeah. play one when I want another Yeah, I, w- I would definitely not want like, one to the exclusion of the other. I think that's why we picked these, both of these games is because they put together, they provide a very like interesting and compelling picture of what... Yeah, platform. they feel very holistic together. Right, exactly, exactly. And they kind of... And together, they kind of, like, cover all the things that people want from Smash. And, like, you know, it's giant, huge audience yeah. that, like, is made of, like, a million people. Yeah. Like, they kind of cover all, like, different things that you want to get from Like, it. if you, you know, if you want to, like, if, if you're tired of playing, you know, games of Smash Ultimate with your friends and you are just, like, messing around and doing stuff, and you're tired of playing those games in unbelievably high network delay... <laughs> try, try slap city if you maybe you know want to uh, like trying to figure out how to sweat out a bit more competitively and you know you want like explanation on how to do that and a game with good netcode to do it in that has an active queue maybe try rivals of ether or maybe try slap city you know they're, they're all yeah, out there they they can they can bo- they're out there yeah they're out there people are doing the work to make this genre more interesting in ways that nintendo can't and won't do yeah exactly right? All right. I think it's time to get to some questions. All right. So the first question is from Program X via Waypoint Discord. Do you have any hope for smaller games trying to build followings in this age of working melee online and rivals? Rushdown Revolt is one example. So I didn't know what Rushdown Revolt was until Armour pointed out that it was formerly known as Icons, which is uh, was like... To be fair, it's a brand new game. They started from the ground up, uh-huh. but it is the Icons people, the people who were like... Yeah, what if we made melee? I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's all you did. That's all you fucking did, though. <laughs> and like, it's not not to like dismiss the work that they fucking did. Yeah. Because there's there's some Project M people. Okay, it's not like the whole Project M team who like you know made like competitive game out of brawl, a more competitive game out of brawl, or at least a little more high speed melee like game out of a brawl. A more widely liked um, competitive game out of brawl. Yeah. I know some people who competed in Brawl and they still have a lot of love for that game, but I think even they would say that people generally prefer Project M. <laughs> Probably because fucking Meta Knight is not the only viable character in the game. <laughs> I can introduce you to some people with some interesting opinions on Meta Knight. <laughs> um, yeah, it, they made Icons, which was like such a fucking nothing of a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this one looks like it's shaping up to be better so far, but it also has... I think one thing that you can say about Rivals and Slap City is like while they don't have the mass budget, super polished appeal of Nintendo, they look good. Oh, yeah. They have a style. Yeah, yeah. They have a thing they're going for. And fucking <laughs> Rushdown Revolt and Icons are just fucking, they don't look like it. They look like video games. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's the thing. What I was saying is I was looking at the Steam page for Rushdown Revolt and I was like, damn, this game looks like League of Legends. 
And then I looked at it for a bit longer and I was like, damn, this game looks like Fantasy Strike. <laughs> and I was like, that's mean, but it's true. It's true. <laughs> Fantasy... Fantasy Strike is the most nothing-looking fucking game. God. But the, uh, I guess, so I feel like, you know, for the future, not specifically Rushdown Revolt, but for the future of smaller, you know, platform fighters trying to build followings in this age of working melee and Rivals of Ether and other similar games. I feel like we sort of addressed that point with the whole thrust of the podcast, but just to go like deeper on it, I guess, is that like design wise, there's really nothing keeping these games from becoming popular. It's really going to be a case of, you know, basically whether your marketing is successful, right? Like, you know, right. do you go for a, a, like a, you know, crowdfunding campaign? Is that crowdfunding campaign successful? What kind of stuff do you have? And like, Ultimately, like the success of like we have to talk about marketing on this show because it is the material reality of how fighting games get made, right? But it's not yeah. really and what we're doing doctoring on. It's also you know? just like the, like one of the reasons that nobody fucking accepted platform fighters for like forever is because of marketing, right? Yeah, right. Because okay, yeah, you made a fucking platform fighter. I'm not gonna fucking play. I don't give a shit about your four Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that look almost exactly the same where the fuck is mario mario this one has mario and sonic the hedgehog and they punch each other but i guess like like damn damn i like tmnt fucking the tmnt platform fighter but like i'm not gonna convince anybody to play that over smash you know but like these days i guess like rivals of ether and slap city are only games that can only exist because of the way that video games are distributed these days right like you know, mm-hmm. the plat- yeah, these could not show up in a shelf. Right, exactly. Uh, and like they, they exist and they thrive in the market that we have now. And I think there's no reason to assume that as that market continues to change, the range of, you know, the games available will continue to change with it, you know? Yeah, and then crucially, like, both of these were early access games. For yeah. fucking years. Ages. They started off, like, really small with, like, barely anything in them. And then they turned into this huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then finally, their content complete, and they and along the way, they like go through like so many, like people are playing them the whole time, right? Mm. I was playing them for fucking two. I've been playing this game for years, mm. and like the the thing that happens is like they get the they're able to get that feedback, and like fighting games are hard to fucking make. No kidding, this is one of the hardest fucking things to make, right? Mm. Just in terms of like so many technical things that you have to do, and like being able to constantly tweak that, and like having a huge player base that can give you that feedback like immediately mm. and could also fucking help you fund it yeah is like it opens up the possibility space right? yeah for sure and like uh dan fornassi the uh, director of rivals of ether has always said that like you know he knows that he's competing with super smash Bros., which is one of the biggest video games franchises in, in the world and he's always said that he felt that uh, you know, it was a high tide raises all ships situation. Like Smash being mm-hmm. successful isn't a bad thing for Rivals of Ether as far as he's concerned, because like ultimately interest in platform fighters is what's going to drive people to look up platform fighters, right? Right. Yeah, you're going to buy fucking Smash Bros. on the Switch and you're going to be like, yeah, but what else can I fucking get on this thing? And then you're going to fucking get on the store and you're going to be like, oh shit, Umahara Kawase Bazooka. Hell yeah. And buy <laughs> Guilty Gear Dust Strikers. <laughs> But yeah, more to the point, it's just that, like, you know, the thing is that, obviously, 
millions of people only play Super Smash Brothers because Mario is in it. And the thing is that you will never get those people to play your platform fighter because that's not no, what they're looking no. for. You have to do something yeah, different. You can't make a another game with Mario in it unless you literally work at Nintendo. So why 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 <laughs> unless try? you're rivals of Ether. Yeah. <laughs> you get the <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. in there. And then you can say that legally you didn't make that game. <laughs> he just happens to have Mario in all the streams people are watching. <laughs> so yeah, uh hope lots of it. Future's bright for video games, you know. Well, Let's not talk about the games industry in too much depth <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but uh, for video games as a medium, des- design wise, <laughs> not as like an industry yeah. or a practice of labor. Yeah. There is design wise, there is nothing stopping another platform game, a platform fighter, from succeeding. Next question. Yeah. Saw first via Waypoint Discord asks Curly slash Armor. I want to ask you what your des- what design space you think you'd most like to see visited in new platform fighters. But I don't know if that's too much of a vague. What's the perfect game question? My favorite thing about Rivals of Ether is dropping the ledge mechanics entirely to do really unique recovery options for each character. Any similar thing like that you would want to see explored? Yeah, I mean, I you know I talked at great length about how much I like removing the ledge from Rivals of Ether. So uh, Armor, what have you got? Roof rage, roof rage, yeah, roof, we love rage. roof rage. We haven't actually covered roof it. Rage is so fucking good. We haven't actually covered it on this show, but we. It... I I would put it on the show, but it did. It's it's doing so much different than these two fucking games that it didn't kind of it kind of didn't fit in. Yeah. But it's like, yo, what if we fucking put some fighting game ass fighting game shit in platform fighters? Mm. So like, it gets rid of percentage. It goes back to health bars. Um, but it also has huge still... launch. <laughs> It's st- it has huge launch. You can juggle people. You can do all- a lot of the same shit. You can still fucking kick them off, you know, the screen to kill them, hmm. which will probably still happen a lot. But because of the way that knockback and stuff works now, like you can kind of consistently do fighting game shit. Yeah. Like you can like and like it's got much more hits done. Um, and basically it's like martial arts themed platformer fighter. Um. With a little bit of other flavors in there. <laughs> the martial arts stuff is kind of like... You know. I don't know if fucking Leon the Professional counts as traditional <laughs> fighting martial arts. I wish he did. And I don't think they... <laughs> I don't think they fucking do Hadoukens in Taekwondo, but... Uh, yeah. What a... Yeah, but what, you can like you can do sweet combos in that game. Sweet combos in that game. Sweet combos. Oh, that's another thing about fucking... Uh, Slap City that I like. There's a little combo. Yeah, it's an actual combo to show that to, tells you. They tell you if it's a like, tr- if it's a true combo yeah. or if it's, that motherfucker just did not. Yeah. Tell. So like, what really impressed me about Roof Rage and still impresses me to this day, I guess, is that it feels like the first game that I've, the first platform fighter that I've played that really successfully carried off a platform fighter that treated platform fighters as a genre rather than a game of post Smash games, right? And we've just talked yeah, at length but... about how great post Smash games can be, but Roof Rage was like, it, it's like it's a really like compelling and bold identity all of its own to the point where it seemed kind of gauche to talk about it as you know, what about what what like talk about yeah, it as it a gets rid game, of right? it gets rid of so much of what Smash works yeah works for Smash like there's fucking there's no analog control yeah it's like yeah you know Sm- you know fighting games remember how they got eight way movement yeah this shit got eight way movement. Mm. And it still works. Every character has a fucking little projectile that they can pick up off the floor and throw at people. You can, like, just jump off the wall, I think, like, infinitely? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I haven't played that game in quite a while. But it doesn't matter because that just means, like, somebody jumps over you in the air, mm. right? And then they fucking, 
like instead of ledge guarding they're fucking wall guarding you and kicking you down the wall as you desperately try to climb back up is that game on switch now yes yeah. yes it is what so fucking good can see people again. and then like it has hell and like one of the things that people see when they fucking see platform fighter like oh it's got health it no smash brothers <laughs> but it worked it like yeah, works awesome. like it because you have to play like so it, it gets rid of a little bit of that like desperate comeback factor where you're like you know shonen boy on his last legs yeah but it's but instead it replaces it with like yeah you fucking better think about every single thing you do because if you get hit you're gonna get comboed you're gonna lose a lot of health mm. and if you keep doing that you're not coming back yeah, yeah you're gonna die where you stand and then similarly it's got it's got guarding and it's got dodging but it also has that fucking parry a real goddamn parry <laughs> that you can actually do shit out of. Smash Ultimate, please. <laughs> <laughs> Fix Perfect Guard. The change was already bad. I'm, I'm still salty about Perfect Guard. I forgot to say that thing about uh, quality of life features that Smash doesn't have that even you know fight, most 2D fighters have. Did you know the thing about the uh, perfect shielding projectiles in Smash? No. So Smash Ultimate... Uh, on launch so you do perfect shield you get additional frames right you can act faster yeah, yeah okay, on projectiles yeah, yeah. No, it didn't work hit. so they were like <laughs> which, you, know, you could maybe interpret as a design decision but they pushed a patch to correct it right it only right. worked in training mode <laughs> for over a year I just want you to know that that probably fucking flipped my mind <laughs> Oh, they got all the money in the world, but they can't do things like that. So, and that's and that that's why all their fucking <laughs> platform fighters are gonna overtake. Yeah, smash. let that let yeah. that radicalize you to play any of the games that we've talked about this episode. They're so good. So, please play Roof Rage. I'll talk. I'll talk to you more about it later. <laughs> but damn. So with that armor, where can people find you online? You can find me. At cigarettes, that is S I E G A R E T T E S on Twitter. That is also my YouTube thing where I'm still working on those fucking fight stick tutorials. I think <laughs> you think huh? I put a I put a cut. Look, to be honest, it's probably gonna be until winter break where I have unpaid days off where I'm just gonna be doing that and finishing that up because it takes it takes a lot of time to sort through, you know, three hours of footage. Mm. Curly, where can we find you? You can find me online at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace, where I tweet about this podcast and everything else I'm doing. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash curl e brace, or one word. Um, so you can, if you really liked hearing questions answered in this podcast and you'd like to hear your own question answered, you can either send it to us on Twitter at twitter.com slash h2h squared, as in all words, uh, mm -hmm. or you can email us at fistfightyourfriends at gmail.com. If you have a longer form question that doesn't fit in a tweet uh, i'm also in some other podcasts i'm in a podcast called rush jet radio about every piece of Mega Man media ever that's twitter.com slash rush jet radio you can find that at the export audio patreon export.io or you can listen to me on newbie a podcast where we are watching every episode of ruby the new season volume eight live well you know we're oh, doing that good luck with that yeah <laughs> the first episode was real slow so i'm hoping this week's is a little better but uh, okay. But everybody said that about the last couple of seasons, so I'm not gonna hold yeah, out. I hope yeah. you can find that at 
again, export dot, yeah, wait, export ord dot io, like export audio, but with a dot <laughs> before the io. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think it's that's a good time. Us. It's it's got good energy. Oh, where can people find this podcast? You can find this podcast at abnormalmapping.com slash hand to hand. Shout outs to Abnormal Mapping. Thanks for our podcast. Oh, and because I forgot this last time, our fantastic opening theme was done by the lovely Hazel at Twinkle Parks. You should commission her for music. Or you should at least buy her album. Or that, yeah. They're on there. Go for it. Bandcamp has a fucking Bandcamp Friday like every Friday. At this yeah, point. hell yeah. We give them all the money, so <laughs> go for it. So, all right, with, with that, that, I think we're going to... We're done for the week, which for the month, done. which means... Next time, we're doing Skullgirls. Skullgirls. We're definitely gonna That's do Skullgirls. Right, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you play Skullgirls until you like it. Look, <laughs> I played it. I've been playing it. I'm gonna look. Look, hang on. I gotta bring. I'm gonna bring up my Steam page. I'm gonna look <laughs> at Skullgirls. I'm gonna see how many hours are in there. Eleven point seven hours. Yo. And you know what? That doesn't. That does not count. The hours that I played at locals, <laughs> but I mean. I, played because i you know, just got comboed for like 20 minutes at a time yeah so it's you know it's the, it's the ghost of do, ghost of marvel people just fucking I can't do instant air dash man <laughs> i recommend picking a character without an air dash then <laughs> but they do so little damage grapplers do so little damage in this game that's a lie. <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll get to that That's, you know, next I, time. I, I, I want to do a Potemkin, and I want to take off half your health in one. Yeah, I recommend you pick Cerebella. <laughs> All right, next time on Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart. <laughs> Until then. You better go fight some more. And uh, Yakuza 5 is finally on PC. 
if you are sorry, my yeah. yakuza. Vo- virtual sorry, fighter I said yakuza. You ruined it. You ruined the punchline. <laughs> okay, I'm going. I'm going to do. It. Let's well, pretend we'll that, that I didn't say we'll anything. We'll cut that. Yeah, yeah.